Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 46 and verse 10. Thank you, Lord. You know, we live in incredible times. These times that we live in are very turbulent. I, I, like you young people, you wouldn't understand um, how changed life was or life is right now. I remember uh, as children at home, there were six of us, I remember sitting around and listening to the radio because there was no television. The television was not invented yet. I know you're looking at me strange, you old person. It's not that long ago. And we used to sit around and, and listen to radio and there was this show called Dad and Dave and um, it was about this old, I don't know, it was really crazy. It was about this old farmer guy and his son named Dave, Dad and Dave. And uh, we'd sit around, we'd just laugh our heads off and that was our entertainment. And I remember the first time that Dad came in the house, he had this little black and white television and put it down and everyone just stopped and and looked at this box, and there we remained for the next however many years it was till I left home, sitting, looking at this box. Life changed. Life began to change, and something came into our house and into our lives that distracted us from relationships, that distracted us from talking, that distracted us from playing games and laughing together. Suddenly now, all our focus was on this box. And as Time has progressed and, and technology has increased so much. I, in the last 20 years, it's just gone so fast. I mean, you know, like we didn't know about computers, guys. Computers were not a thing when we were growing up. It's hard to believe we didn't have technology. We had typewriters. You'd sit at a typewriter, ding, 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 and... Um, yeah, and, and, and it's hard to believe that it's gone so fast and it's getting faster. And, and along with all the technology and all the stuff, there's this stress that is released upon us. There's this, there's this stress and this pulling away from community, relationship, and ultimately from God. Ultimately from God. See, who is the prince of this world? Is Satan. He is the prince of this world. Amen. And he will do anything he can to distract us away from hearing the voice of God. And I, I look at the young people now and I even look at, you know, the, the, the ones that are really young, 12, 13. You know, they don't know how to stop and just be still. They have no idea what silence is because silence is scary, isn't it? Even talking to someone on the phone is scary. Community is scary. Relationship is scary. It's like, no, just send a text message. I don't have to really relate to this person. I can just send an email. I can just send a text message. I don't have to connect. I don't have to, I don't have to, uh, be in relationship. We can just kind of do this. People are falling in love on the internet. You know, writing things down. You can pretend to be anybody. I mean, a nice skinny photo and, you know, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is me 20 years ago, but I just send a photo now and aren't I gorgeous? And we all fall in love with something that's not a reality. It's not reality, you see. And in the midst of all this chaos and this stress, there's increased fear, there's increased, you know, problems that are happening. And it's like everybody's inoculated because no one stops long enough to actually evaluate what's happening. My brother was, is, 
a drug addict. And from the time he was like 13 years old, he, till now, he has been off his face. He just does not live in reality. Do you know why he just can't live in reality now? Because it's been so long since he lived in reality that when he does live in reality, it totally freaks him out. You know, when he's straight, all the problems that he didn't deal with just hit him in the face all at once. And that's what happens if we don't stop and evaluate our lives and evaluate the situations and be still. Now look at this scripture right here. It says, Psalm 46 verse 10 says this, Be still. Listen, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen? I wanted to look at this scripture a little bit and just unpack it and unravel it. Just a really simple message tonight, but I pray that it gets into your hearts, that we would learn how to stop. When is the last time that you just sat in a green field and just stopped? You know, Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside what? Still waters. He he leads me in paths of righteousness. He restores my soul for his name's sake. When is the last time you just stopped and said, God, restore my soul. Take time to repair me because I have been out. And every time you walk out that door, your soul is being ripped upon. Your mind is being challenged. Your heart is being challenged to turn away from God. And there's got to come a time where we stop, sit in a green pasture with no noise, no distractions, no iPod, no telephones, no computers, no televisions, no one talking at us. Just us. You know, it's a scary thing to be alone in that situation because we're almost afraid of our own thought life now because we don't have enough time to even process our own thought life. And we get afraid of intimacy and relationship. Can you see how the enemy is trying to get us out of relationship? I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like in another 10 years? Husbands and wives in bed together, they text each other. I love you. I love you too. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, thank you. Can you, you know, I I just, I'd like to touch you, but I'd rather just text you. Can you feel that? She goes, I'm imagining it. It's... It's all drawing us away from intimacy with each other and with God. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be quiet. Draw away. Jesus drew away to lonely places, it said, to lonely places. You know, sometimes loneliness is scary too. I don't want to be alone. I need to have all my friends around me. I had to have noise. I got to have the iPod. I got to have the phone. I got to have the computer. I've got to have the television going all at once while I do my homework with my left foot. Because if I'm alone, 
I might feel lonely. But you know, loneliness is not a negative thing because it said Jesus went away to lonely places. To places where he could just stop and be still. To get away from the noise, the crowds. To get away from everything around him that would distract him. And he would just say, God, be still and know that I am God. He would be still and know that you are God. You are God. You are God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the loneliest place a human being could ever go to. The place before his death. He's the, it's the loneliest place ever. He goes to be still. He says, wait here and pray. I've got to go away. I've got to be still. I've got to hear God in this because I don't want to do this. My own self, I don't want to do this, but I've got to hear God and I've got to know how to walk in his ways and do it according to his plan. Amen. In Hebrews 4, I won't read it now, but it just talks about the Israelites. And, it, and all of Hebrews 4 talks about the Israelites, how that God, you know, the covenant blessing over them was that they would enter into rest. That was covenant blessing to them. But it says because of their disobedience, because of their disobedience to enter into that rest, then he said to them, you'll never enter into rest. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, Hebrews 4 tells us that we can now enter into that rest. Let's ta- everyone take a deep breath right now. Shh. Shh, 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 shh. Take a deep breath. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you can now enter into rest. It's your covenant right. And see, the enemy comes against covenant. He wants to break covenant. He wants you to get out of rest so that you become disobedient. You miss the rest of God. Therefore, you miss the voice of God. Therefore, you miss the direction of God. Therefore, you miss your identity. Therefore, you don't know who you are. Therefore, you wander around in the wilderness and go around the mountain and around the mountain and around while while the whole earth is going to hell. You're going around the mountain because you never stopped and entered into covenant rest. The enemy is a covenant breaker. And he wants you to break covenant. You know that it's disobedience not to enter into rest? Read Hebrews 4. It's actually sin to keep denying that rest, to keep denying that still place in God. In the midst of all the noise, there's this still small voice that's crying out. He's crying your name. He's calling you. He's calling you. Come away with me. Come away with me. There is so much he wants to say. There is so much he wants to pour out on you. Can you imagine what it's like, those of you who are parents, that your children never come near you, they never talk to you? I mean, it's just like that. It's like that now. Isn't that, Leonie? They run in. Hi, anything to eat? I'm going. Bye. He's like, but when they were little, you could play with them and they'd stay and they wouldn't go. And, and God's like that. He wants to spend time with you. 
He's not just saying, be still and know that I am God because he just wants to be a control freak and, and rob you of all your fun. You know, he wants to talk to you. Young people, he wants to tell you who you are. You'll run to this relationship. You'll run to this place. You'll run to this website. You'll run here. You'll run there. You're on MySpace. You're trying to tell everybody this is who I am. This is MySpace and I'm somebody and I've got an identity. Hello, everyone, look at me. And all the time God's saying, I know. I have got a MySpace in heaven. Everything is written in my book. I know what you like, I know what you don't like, I know the colour of your eyes, I know the colour of your hair, I know what you want to be, and when you grow up, you're going to be a bus driver, no you're not, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I know it all. And you need to log on to God. You need to log on to God's space and get yourself some God's space. Amen? Amen. So be still is the first word, be still. The second word in this scripture is know. If you be still, then you'll know. What will you know? You'll know the revelation that comes from relationship. Revelation comes out of relationship. You can't know someone unless you are with them. Revelation comes from relationship. Revelation comes from the word of God. You see, when you be still and you know and you pick up the word of God and you meditate on the word of God, my most favorite thing right now is that I'll just read through the Psalms. Every day I'm reading the Psalms. And then I hit on a Psalm. I just keep reading till I hit on a Psalm that just stands out at me. Because, you know, the Psalms will always reveal the greatness of God. The Psalms will always reveal that we are in a mess and we are in turmoil and we are in a chaotic world and we have an enemy and, you know, and and crying out in desperation. And then the Psalm will always turn around and says, but God, but God. And you and you read through the Psalms and then you find a Psalm that just stands out on you. Stop. Be still and know. And read it again. And then read it again. There might be one line. Let that revelation of that word come and take, give it time to take seed in your heart. Give it time to grow in your heart. You know, I even take it and I'll take a line and I'll sing it. You know, I was singing yesterday. One thing that I ask, one thing I seek, that I may, um, yeah, dwell in the house of my God. To behold his beauty. And I was saying that yesterday, God, I can't wait to get to your house tomorrow. I can't wait to be there because I just want to behold your beauty. And you, let me behold your beauty in your house. So you get on that one scripture and you just, and revelation comes. And you get revelation about the house of God. That God dwells there. That he's enthroned there. That he is beautiful. And that we're called to worship him, not just to sing songs. And that we're called to enter into his presence, not just to go to church. And revelation starts to come out of relationship. Amen? You know, every day I want to get closer to him. The world is longing for passionate people. Passionate people. 
when the disciples went around, they say this about them. They knew that these men had been with Jesus. There's something about people that have been in relationship and have revelation because of that relationship. When they've been, when you've been with Jesus, he gets on you and you are different and people see it. Amen. I want to show you something from, uh, Phil was talking about this morning, a youth band, Bill Johnson's church. Now listen, young people, when you see this, I want you not just to look at the music and just say this is cool music or that's a great guitar, but I want you to catch the passion behind these young people because these young people are so passionate for God that they have hired a full-time scribe to write down the miracles that are occurring every day and she cannot keep up and they've hired her full-time. They have decided not anymore to document normal healings. They will only document miracles, bona fide miracles, legs growing, body parts manifesting, cancers falling off, stuff. And these kids are doing it. He has a whole church, people that are mobilized to heal the sick. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had three people that I know in the last week die of cancer. In the last week. And I'm starting to get a little bit sick of cancer myself. I'm starting to get a bit sick of this thing that's just wiping out people. Amen. How dare it in Jesus' name. But the church has to come into relationship to get revelation. They have to be with Jesus. So when they lay hands, it's not just a dead hand. It is the hand of Jesus. Amen. They have to get into intimacy with him and into passion. Just put that first track on for me there. Look at these young people. And I'm speaking to you, I, 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 older people as well. I look at these people. I say, I want to be like that. I want what this girl has. Amen. Just play that for me. Turn it up. Words can never say the way he says my name, he calls me. Lovely Speed in a relationship no one ever sees Listen to the words The way he looks at me He sees me Holy Words can never hold Another The bit. love that burns my soul Heaven Holds me
It's passion, isn't it? Huh? Who wants to be like her? Well, then be like Jesus. Because you know what? You know what it is about that? That little girl, you can tell that those that have been forgiven much, love much. And when, those of you who are young or older and you've been ripped out of the clutches of the enemy and you think, my life is wrecked, what can I do with my life? I've done too many things bad. I'm telling you, those who are forgiven much love much. And there's a passion that drives you when you've had a revelation of Jesus Christ. Those of you who have been in the church your whole life, when you get in and be still with God, you'll get a revelation of Jesus that will move you to passionate, laid-down lover worship. Amen? And then when you walk out into the street, you just like electricity that no enemy can stop. Amen? 
God is looking for a church who will come to him, be still and know. Know what? Know that I am. When Moses was going to go and set the captives free, he said, who will I tell them has sent me? And God said, just tell them I am. God doesn't need to explain himself or to give himself some kind of fancy introduction because he is. I am has sent you. The great I am has sent you. The creator of heaven and earth is in you. And if we would get with him and be still and know that I am, then your circumstances and problems would seem so small and so petty in the face of the great I am. But because we don't get with him, because we don't be still and know that I am, then our circumstances in our lives seem out of order and chaotic and they seem to control us and the circumstances pull us and fear overwhelms us and tension and stress take over because the spirit of this age right now, there is a release of a, of a, territorial spirit over the nations right now of stress, anxiety, and fear. I'm telling you that. It's everywhere. Everywhere I go, Christians are having counseling and, 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 and coming under stress and coming under problems. Listen to me. We have to get out of the world. Be in the world, but not of it. You are not of it. You don't have to come under that. You don't have to say, well, I'm stressed because the world is stressed. You don't have to say, I'm in fear because the world is in fear. You don't have to fear about your finances because there's a world economy problem. Listen to me. You are in the world, but you're not of it. You are of the great I am. The one who would send manna from heaven to feed you if there wasn't enough money. Amen. The one who took the children through the wilderness. Now listen, when they went into the wilderness, they were children. And they walked through the wilderness for 40 years. And when they came into the promised land, they were still wearing the same shoes. Not only did they not wear out, but they grew with them. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. And our problems... Seems so insurmountable at times. They overwhelm us. They become our God. We think about them all the time. But if we will be still and draw away, take time in peace, shut all noise out and know through revelation and relationship and through the word of God that I am the great I am. And I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't change. I am like a rock that you can stand on. I am immovable. I am the great I am. And the last thing he says is this. Be still and know that I am God. 
I am God. Listen. These are the names of God. To know God, you must know his nature and his character. Oh, yes, you're God, but who is God? His nature and his character. Listen to this. These are some of his names as recorded in Scripture. El Elyon, the Most High God, the ruler and possessor of heaven and earth, the one who is in charge. <laughs> He's in charge. Do you know when Jesus died on the cross, he made this statement, I have brought everything under my control. You think that, the, that, that your sickness has control, that your circumstances have control, that the enemy has control? No. Jesus brought everything under his control. El Elyon. God, who is in charge. Amen. El Shaddai, the almighty, all-powerful one, constantly meeting the needs of his children. Come on. You know, if you knew that there was a a whole bunch of gifts under the Christmas tree, would you go and open them up or just leave them there? Now, God is the Santa Claus that we're all searching for. Amen. And he has all the gifts we need. Amen. He meets the needs of his children, El Shaddai, Yahweh. Lord or Jehovah, the one who is all, sorry, the one who always is, the constant one, the I am, the covenant God. You know, there's times where I just get with God and I say, God, I declare that I am in covenant with you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, nothing can touch me. Amen. He is the covenant God. Amen. L-O-M, God, Godhead, powerful one. Who, he who is to be feared. The name shows us the plural, plural, plurality of the one God. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God said in Genesis, let us make man in our image. There's three of them. This denotes two or more in one. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Shammah. The Lord is there. He is present with us constantly. In Jesus' name, Emmanuel, God is with us. He is with us. He's here right now. Do you believe that? The great I am. All the kids going. Can you tell me where he's sitting? Like. And then we've got. Um, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace. In the midst of fear, where do you go? You go to Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. Amen. And then there is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide for us. Oh, there's an economic economic crash. Hang on. Didn't he drop manna out of heaven? Did he make water come out of a rock? Did he provide pretty little quails for people to eat yes he did <laughs> i like birds and um don't i yeah it's like eating one of my canaries it's just not right and um <laughs> jehovah nissi the lord our banner and our victory and i want to come back to that one jehovah i can't say this one chishkinu the lord our hey sikandu 
akal tutu tu. Arai tutu. The Lord our righteousness, the Lord who clothes us with righteousness. You know, when the enemy comes to you and he says, you know, you're a rotten sinner, you come come into the presence of God, you say, the Lord is my righteousness. Jesus Christ is my righteousness. Amen. By his blood, he is my righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. The Lord who heals us. Amen. And causes us to be healers. Amen. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our loving, guiding shepherd. Jehovah Makedish, the Lord who sanctifies us. It's so awesome. And when you get to know, when you get to know who God is and his nature, you will never again get in fear and trepidation. You need to study who God is. Who is God? And you get afraid. Oh no, I haven't got any money to pay the bills. God is my provider. Oh, I'm sick. The Lord who heals you. He is the great I am. He is your shepherd. I'm alone. I feel alone. I feel like no one's here. I am your shepherd. I am around you. I have loving arms around you. Amen. You've got to know him. I, there was this song that, that, that was written by Simon and Garfunkel. Somebody said it was written as a Christian song. I don't know. But to me it is. I've got it written down in my journal over the last few months of things I've been going through, God just gives me things to write. And this was a song I wrote down. This is Bridge Over Troubled Water. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. I'm on your side, oh, when times get rough and friends just can't be found. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Didn't, isn't that just what Jesus did? Didn't he just lay his life down? Do you know how many times God will just, God will just come and lay himself down and let you walk over his back? Because that's what he is. He's a loving father. Like a bridge over troubled waters, I will lay me down. When you're down and out, when you're on the street, when evening falls so hard, I will comfort you. I'll take your part, oh, when darkness comes and pain is all around, like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Sail on, silver girl, sail on by. Your time has come to shine. All your dreams are on their way. See how they shine. If you need a friend, I'm sailing right behind. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will ease your mind. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will ease your mind. You know, he's like the wind beneath our wings. Amen. And he comes and he wants us to grow and to know him, to be still and to know that I am God. You know, there's just one name that I just want to focus on to finish here, and it was Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is my banner. And in Exodus 7:15, it says this, that, that uh, Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi, which means the Lord, our banner. Now, you have to understand what happened just before this is that there was a great war going on, Amen. And, and Moses was up on the hill overlooking the war and he was tired and he had the rod lifted up. Now the rod was a symbol of the banner of God, of, of the strength of God, that God was with them. And his arms were, were falling because he was tired. And every time the banner or the rod would come down, the enemy would start defeating the Israelites. And so the two guys that came alongside him was Aaron and Ur, 
that came alongside him and they held his hands up. You know, Aaron was the high priest, which represents Jesus Christ, that holds one arm up for us. Amen. He holds our arm up, the high priest, Jesus Christ, to keep the banner of God in place. And the other one, Ur, his name means this. His name means, let me find it. Hang on. Um, and Aaron, oh sorry, it was Aaron, uh, is the high priest. And Ur, his name actually means liberty. And it's the Spirit of God, the liberty that we find in our arms raised with the banner of God lifted high. As the Holy Spirit and Jesus get alongside of us, we lift up the banner of God. The banner of God is like a flag, amen? And when that flag is lifted up, it means victory. It's victory. We're winning. And you know what? The first thing that the enemy will get you to do in these days is to put down your banner. He wants you to put down your banner and look at the fight. He wants you to lay down your banner and look at the fight. But you need to get Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Father God alongside of you. And you need to lift that banner high. And that banner is Jesus Christ. That banner over us is love. That banner over us is God, omniscient God, omnipresent God, all-powerful God. He is our God. He is our provider. He is the great I am. He is God. Amen? And the first thing that the enemy will do is say to us, put down the banner. And we put down Christ. We put down our relationship. We put down our stillness with God. And we try and tackle our problems alone. We try and fight the war alone. We try and fix our problems alone. And we realize that we have no banner over us. Therefore, there is no victory. banner over us is love. Amen. And his banner is victory. Be still and know that I am God. In his presence, in his peace, in relationship with him, you will find everything you need. You will grow. You will live. You will become passionate. You will become in, in just totally possessed by him. And God is waiting for a church, for a people who will stop, draw back out of this world, just be still long enough to know that he is God. Amen.